We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Hi to you guys. I'm a little bit fired up tonight. I'm a little, uh, part of it's a little angry. Part of it's a little excited. Part of it is just frustrated by stupidity um, and not your stupidity. Um, well, you might fall into these categories later, so hopefully it's not you, but I guess some of you could be in the category that I'm going to be talking about. We got a lot to do today. Um, I want to do a little bit of everything as much. And for us, everything is Cardinals and Blues. Uh, the Blues have game six tonight, have a chance to advance to the second round. Uh, very much looking forward to it. We're going to hear from Craig Berube and David Baron. Um, I got a lot of baseball for you here. I'm going to start with a little bit of baseball just here at the beginning, the Cardinals and the Orioles and what went wrong and, you know, how, how, you know what does it mean and all of that. Uh, but at, at, as we build here, we're going to transition through a couple of different stages. And this all, all this stuff kind of ties together pretty well to me. But later this hour, we're going to talk about panic. We're going to talk about worry. We're going to talk about when it's appropriate. When is it necessary? When is it productive to be constantly worried? Now, maybe my problem is that I spend too much time on Twitter. Because I do. It's for work and stuff, but I do. Because you would think that the Cardinals are doomed. They're done. It's over. Tyler O'Neill's finished. Time to be, you know, what everybody wants is to bring up the people that you haven't seen fail yet, right? So everybody's got to bring up Gorman, got to bring up. Well, they brought up two guys that are doing pretty well right now in Donovan and Yepes. But it's always about the thing that we haven't seen yet, right? We haven't seen the warts at the major league level of this yet. So it must be better than what you have now. And also, you know, like, this series against the Orioles was not good. It stunk. And we can say that 
and observe a team that is super inconsistent offensively right now. It's basically all or nothing on a day-to-day basis. Some days it's awesome yesterday. Some days it's nothing today (laughs) or game one on Tuesday. We can say those things. We can observe what's happening. We can talk about what's wrong and what needs to be fixed without losing our ever-loving minds. Without being like, got to fire the hitting coach. You would think that, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, I mean, and we're going to talk about this in a little more detail later on. But I think that if you asked the general sporting public in any city that has a major league baseball team, they would tell you that their hitting coach is the dumbest person in the city. Every city, every team, everybody hates the hitting coach. And I never understand it. You never get the same vitriol for the infield instructor. Like, there was never a push amongst Cardinals fans when the Cardinals infield defense wasn't good to be like, so is Kendall's fault? Well, of course, it's ridiculous. And it's just as ridiculous to yell about a hitting coach. Any hitting coach. Or any pitching coach, for that matter. Was it was it Mike Maddox's fault when the, when the entire pitching staff couldn't throw strikes last year? Or... Was it the grown-ass men getting paychecks to play baseball not doing their jobs? I think you can probably tell which side of this ledger I come down on. But I want to get to that later on. I'm going to build towards that. Because this topic's going to need some building. It's going to need some structure underneath it or it's going to collapse. Plus, I need to save it for later because if I do it now, I'm probably going to run out of gas. Because this stuff really, really, really burns my ass. I cannot get over how so many people who follow sports act like they've never watched sports in their lives. Like they never, they don't understand how anything works when all you have to do is read. Watch the games and just read a little bit and you could have a much better understanding of these things. You don't have to have been a professional player or a college player or even a, hell, you don't even need to have been a high school player to understand some of these concepts. What we're evaluating the Cardinals on right now is 18% of the season. They have now played 31 games. I'll pull out my calculator. 31 divided by 162. Oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. It's 19%. So tomorrow... Tomorrow, we will finally cross the 20% threshold. Tomorrow, we will be 20% of the way through the year. And you would think that this team is like where the Royals are or where the Reds are. It's a disaster. And we need to to fire people and change coaches and send more people down and call more people up. And look, I mean... And this is the thing that's frustrating to me is because there are legitimate things to talk about. There are legitimate concerns and critiques and things that we can look at that will tell us, why is Tyler O'Neill stinking out the joint right now? Because he is. There's no argument about that. The numbers tell you the story, just like they told the story on Paul DeYoung. The difference between the two of them, of course, is that Tyler O'Neill is coming off a breakout year last year. And he had a you know really productive season from beginning to end. And the only thing that ever slowed him down at all were a couple of times he spent some time on the injured list. 
where for DeYoung, what we've seen is essentially a consistent decline over a three- or four-year period. Well, those are different things, and obviously we treat them differently, and I, I know I do. I'm glad a lot of other people do too. But yeah, it's frustrating when you lose two out of three to a bad team because the Orioles are a bad team. They're not good at all. They don't have a good lineup. They don't have good pitching. They have a couple of, of interesting young pitchers, but they're not. They don't have a good pitching staff. You should win the series at home against them, for sure. But we we don't seem to have like the understanding that. Well, I think we understand it. I just don't think we can we can hold ourselves back. You have to have a reaction right now. As opposed to being like me, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just telling you how I how my brain works. I told a guy that I was arguing with on Twitter last night, just, hey, get back to me in September on all this stuff. Because you're either going to be right or wrong, and we're going to know it. You know how we're going to know it? Because we're going to have actual results. You're going to have the team's record. You're going to have their offensive statistics. You're going to know each player and what they did and how they finished. And we'll know. We'll know what it is. But we have to react now. I'm going to get more into this a little bit later on in the hour. Later in the show, I want to get into what's going on with Tyler O'Neill. What what does the batted ball data tell us? How are teams attacking him now compared to how they attacked him last year? Uh, how is he reacting to that? I want to get into all of that a little bit later on in the show. Um, I, I definitely want to talk about this particular series because it's no good to lose two out of three to a bad team, especially in your home ballpark. But I don't want to leave the Blues out of this either. I mean, they, you know, we're talking about a team that I think has a chance to make a heck of a run. I mean, again, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a lock that that's going to happen because if they win tonight and move on, well, you know, you're going to be moving on into the arms of the Colorado Avalanche, and they, you know, they're no joke. I mean, they're 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 the opposite of a joke. They're really, really, really good. But I want to spend a good amount of time on the Blues, too. So here's what we're going to do. When we come back, I want to hear a little bit from Craig Bruby and David Perron. Um, I want to talk a bit about Jordan Bennington and what he's done here these last couple of games. And I want to transition this into a topic that covers both the Blues and the Cardinals. And that is, when do you panic? When is it appropriate to be really worried or upset or are mad online. I got to go on Twitter and yell at somebody because it's not the way I want it to be. When is that called for? Is it the halfway point of a season? Hmm. It's because uh, I kind of remember the. It's a little fuzzy now. It's been a few years and COVID in between, but kind of remember 2018, 2019, the Blues being the worst team in the league at the halfway point. How'd that turn out? Do you guys remember the end of that book? The end of that story? Huh. I remember a lot of people freaking out. I remember being dumb enough to say, man, if this team wins the cup, I'll dye my hair blue and get a mohawk. Because I did. Because they did it. And it was awesome. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. We'll talk more about game six next up here on KMOX. KMOX. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Let's get to a little hockey here. Obviously, the Blues get a, got a chance to advance tonight. Very, very I think it's going to be an interesting game. I know th- this has not been, by any means, the smoothest of series for the Blues, and it's not their fault. I mean, you had all the all of the injuries on top of uh, an opponent that's obviously trying to to beat you, and. I think uh, you know you got a lot of buildup for tonight. You got the chance at home to lock this thing up, move on to the second round. Eight uh, thirty, by the way, uh, on TNT tonight. Uh, I know we all love those late games, but you know, look, TV people help pay the bills. Sometimes we just have to suck it up. <laughs> it's just the just the way it is. It's not always the best, but kind of is what it is. But looking forward to um, you know the matchup tonight. I want to talk about it a little bit. I have a couple thoughts. Uh, but before I get to my thoughts, I'm going to let the head coach, I'm going to let Craig Berube kind of lay out where he's coming from. And this is, again, from practice this morning in advance of the game six tonight. Craig, what's the, the biggest challenge in closing up here? Well, I think it's always the toughest game. Uh, the team, you know, Minnie's going to be ready. They're going to give us everything they got in the game. It'll be our toughest game of the series. That's the toughest challenge, I think. The other thing is just... Um, you know, controlling your emotions here early on in the game is going to be important with the crowd and at home. Um, don't, you know, don't look too far ahead. Just one shift and get, you know, do what you're supposed to do out there and keep your emotions in check the best you can. Stay in discipline. We don't need penalties. You guys have been in a lot of closeout games. Are there things that these players have learned in the past about closeout games that they can take into Yeah, for sure. We've been in a number of them. So I think that, you know, they... A lot of the guys that have been in them, they've been through it, and they know what's involved in it. And, 
you know, you learn from past mistakes too. Um, so, but again, you, you know, you got to control what you can control. Uh, go out there and play hard, do your job, and um, you know, that's it. What's it like coaching a guy like Brayden Chen? And what have you seen from him these last two games specifically? Well, he gives you everything he's got from you know a physical standpoint and does a lot of the, the dirty work on uh, that front and things like that in a power play and very physical player and has the ability to score and, and make plays too. So pretty good all-around player to have. Chief, uh, what, uh, what did you like about Thomas putting him back with uh, Bucinevich? Well, I put him back last game for a number of shifts and um, just um, you know I thought he was better in the game I thought he was uh, I'm skating better and, and and had the puck more than he has so um, I feel he's coming and, and Barbashev uh, how would you say he's, he's played the series he struggled a little bit or? No, at times, I think, but he's done some good things, too. I mean, he's, he's done a good job on the kill. Um, he's been physical, um, you know, made a nice play to Vladdy on the goal. So, I mean, you know, it's you, you guys, we all look at points all the time. I get that, but it's not just all about points. It's about checking and doing other things, too. So, And, um, you know, he has the capability of doing that kind of stuff, and he does it for us. That's a nice flexibility to have because it seems like when you put Thomas with Kyra, they work out well. Yeah, you know, it does. So, listen, it could be some mixing and matching. Who knows? I mean, nothing set in stone. Craig, what stood out about Jordan the last couple games, but, but also down the stretch uh, of the regular season to get to this point where he's in? Kyra? Uh, Bennington. Oh. Um, his, you know, his starts before the playoffs were really good. I thought... Uh, you know, he was winning games, showing confidence, you know, all the things that he does great, you know, he was doing down a stretch and, you know, we had full confidence in him. We, you know, and we talked about, you know, he was not going to start the series, but stay ready. That's. What's it like to have two goaltenders that you have the confidence in that you obviously. It's nice to have two goalies for sure. I think, uh, you know, nowadays there's a lot of teams, you know, you got to use two goalies. I mean, uh, not everybody, uh, but. In our case, we used both guys this year that um, you know played really well for us. Is O'Reilly is he elevating his play right now, or is this the same that you pretty much get every game? Um, well, everybody elevates their game in playoffs. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that he's any different. Um, he's playing really well right now, but going into playoffs, you're you got to elevate your game if you want to be successful. There you go, Craig Berube from a little bit ago, and obviously, you know, when when you're looking at um, that that idea of elevating in the playoffs, I mean, it doesn't mean that your you know guys are doing things that they couldn't normally do. It's just that everything you do has that little bit of extra energy, and you know, you look at O'Reilly with four goals and three assists in five games. Uh, David Perron five goals in five games, a couple of assists. I'm sorry. Four, yeah, four goals and three assists, seven points in five games for O'Reilly. David Perron also seven points, but five goals. Uh, Vladdy, I mean, you know, when we when we're looking at the the way that the series has gone and the things that you're you're going to need, I mean, the you know, you look at those guys at the top, O'Reilly, Perron, and Tarasenko. Those are the guys that you're going to want to lean on. I mean, think of it this way: you've scored 17 goals in the series, 13 by those three guys. Now I'm not, and I'm not saying this in a bad way at all. What I'm saying is. When you're in the tight spots and when you are shorthanded, which they have been a lot of this series, you rely on the big boys. 
You know, and you, you look at these last two games, both of them 5-2 wins. You you look at the players. I mean, Vladimir, you know, Vladdy had the, the hat trick in the in the last game. And you look at, you know, what, you know, you heard him, you heard uh, Craig Bruby there talking about uh, Braden Shen. Again, big part of, of your Stanley Cup team, physical player, does a lot of things on offense and does things, you know, on both ends of the ice for, you know, as, as an example. But you got a big goal from, from Brandon Sodom. By the way, this is, I saw somebody on Twitter and I forget who it was and I apologize. Can't remember if it was maybe Andy Strickland or Jeremy Rutherford. If somebody made the point like, hey, you know, this is why you go get a guy like Brandon Sod because he can score a big goal in the playoffs. I mean, that's what his, you know, that's what he's done in the past. It's what he did with the Blackhawks. And it's the time of year when you can rely on that guy a little bit. But this is a team that right now is very heavily reliant on those on their big boys, which is, again, no big deal. And, and was it that Hitch used to say? It was, uh, oh, yeah, and we would talk about the playoffs or big games, and, hey, in the biggest games, your best players need to be your best players. Well, that's what's happening in the series. Now, as you go along, you're going to need contributions from a lot more people. As you go along, it's going to become a little bit more complicated than that. But as of right now, you know, you're, you're in control of the series. You got a chance at home to move on. Uh, by no means has any of this been smooth or easy. And, you know, look, the, we, we all know. I mean, come on. We've all watched hockey our entire lives. I mean, the NHL playoffs are never smooth and easy. Or, it, maybe never too much, but almost never. Very rarely do teams just slide through and win a Stanley Cup. There are always challenges. There are always difficulties. There are always going to be scary moments and scary series, and you fall behind. It's just that's the nature of the beast. But... You know, you've got Bennington stepping up big in these last couple of games. Um, in, coming into the, you know, when coming into the series, we weren't even sure if we were going to see him. But as as Berube pointed out this morning, it's good to have two. It's good to have the, the guy that had the great regular season that helped you get here. It's great to have the guy that coming into the playoffs kind of slid into that number two seat, but he's been the number one seat before, and he's won the Stanley Cup. So it's nice to have those two options. And of course, Bennington's looked good the last couple of nights. All right, coming up next, we'll hear a little bit from David Perron. And after that, I want to talk about panic. Sports fans in panic. And when do we ever learn our stinking lessons? The answer to that is never, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. We'll hear from David Perron next up on KMOX. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. All right, a little bit more from the Blues side of things. And by that, I mean we're going to hear a little bit more from them instead of from me. Um, I, I, I... called blues in six before this series. This is kind of how I saw it playing out. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not gone exactly the way I thought, but I, I think Minnesota is a good opponent. I think the blues are better than them. Uh, and I think they're going to advance and I do think it'll happen tonight. 
I also know it's the NHL playoffs and weird crap happens. Something we're going to actually touch on a little bit in the next segment, too, about panic and worry and why do we always, and I say we, I mean all of us that are sports fans, why do we waste so much time freaking out before you need to freak out? Why do we do that? And that's going to transition into the Cardinals topics for the night coming up after the top of the hour when we get to the strike zone. Uh, We heard from Craig Bruby a few minutes ago. We're going to hear from David Perron now. And obviously this audio is courtesy of the St. Louis Blues. Here's David Perron with some of his thoughts heading into game six tonight. David, what's the challenge tonight? What what are maybe one or two things you've got to take care of most of all? Uh, Well, again, I I think just uh, before our last two wins, we realized that at times we were just kind of beating ourselves a little bit. Um, just not making that crucial mistake that will end up in the back of our net. Um, just coming out there tonight, uh, being composed, knowing that the last win of a series is usually the hardest, and uh, they're going to come at us, give everything they got. So um, it's an exciting challenge for us, uh, but we know they're not going to go away easy. It's not an outside. It's been a good line. Mm-hmm. He's played with you and Riley. What element does Shep right there? Yeah, he just gets up and down the ice, really, and Yes, he's, he's super physical. He creates a lot of space for us that way. Uh, and if um, at times, I think the game at home, we play a lot against uh, their big boys over there. So kind of knowing what we have to do, play play deeper in the zone, making sure that they can't get momentum uh, playing in our own zone too much. Um, and we end up obviously taking a lot of D-zone draws, all that stuff. So uh, there's also two centers for us there. Um, yeah, like like you said, I think Sauter was playing phenomenal with it, with us as well. He's playing good hockey, but at times that's what happens. There are changes. It, it seems like Shen's been even maybe more physical than usual. Yeah. I uh, I mean I think he was. I, I definitely I think when you're a winger, you probably <clears throat> for his style of play, you can get in there even more <clears throat> than uh, than when you're at center. You don't want to run out of position too much. That's probably the biggest difference there. Yeah, I mean, playing in front of our home ice, obviously, if we, we know we go back for game seven, it's going to be a really tough task uh, playing in our home barn. Uh, we did a good job staying with the game uh, the whole time uh, for game five. Uh, but again, uh, we were in, in different position uh, many times in our career and it can turn around really quickly. So we got to make sure we take care of it tonight. Already, but just you know, in the playoff series, you kind of need those unsung heroes. Yeah. What did you do specifically in the third period? What did you guys do as a team to show? Yeah, that? I mean, I think it was just line after line playing the right way. We were really tight. We didn't give them uh, much. Uh, no mistakes was made on our part, and we were able to find a couple uh, couple plays uh, in Vladi that end up in the back of the net. So that was really the difference. It could have gone uh, many ways, but. Uh, um, I think a lot of our forwards played a lot, a lot of ice time that game too, and uh, it was great that we found a way to to, to come through. How's he uh, complimenting you and O'Reilly just being on your line yeah. on the left side? Hey, right, again, he's he's very physical. He makes a lot of plays too. When he gets a puck, he can hang on to it. That's something we talked uh, about as a line, uh, just being able to to hang on to the puck more uh, maybe than we've had done uh, before. Just the way their structure is uh, defensively. Uh, I think we can find some some space for for us there, uh, playing more kind of little, little one-on-ones, and uh, when we don't know what to do with it, uh, kind of uh, hammer the back of the net and and make sure that we don't lose possession for free, and and make their big boys play these on more than than they like.
There you go, David Perron from this morning. Again, that audio courtesy of the St. Louis Blues. And, of course, game six coming up tonight, 830. Um, very happy. You know, I'm, I'm like selfishly looking at this like, well, at least if it's 830, I get home right around then after getting off work at 8. So, <laughs> like, I get to see everything without missing it. Um, and I know most of you are like, yeah, but I got to get up for work in the morning. And I do feel bad for everybody that has to deal with that. Not, no no question there. And I, I'm I'm not going to make a score prediction tonight, tonight, but I do think the Blues are going to get the job done tonight and advance on to the second round. And then we can start talking about the Avs. We'll do that. Hopefully we can start doing that tomorrow. All right, we're going to – I got a topic here that I, that I want to kind of bridge the gap between talking hockey and talking baseball because, I, you know, no matter how many times we as sports fans – seem to learn a lesson about drawing conclusions too early in a season about freaking out, being mad, panicking, screaming and shouting on Twitter. When do we ever learn the lesson that there's no reason to freak out until the season is lost and over and done and you've been eliminated? Why do we freak out 19% of the way through a baseball season? Why do we freak out 50% of the way through a hockey season? I want to dive into that next up here on Camo X. All right, so we're going to get a little more specific into baseball next hour when it comes to this type of topic. Uh, we got the strike zone next hour, so we're going to talk about where the Cardinals are now. Um, we've already we've already got panic about the offense starting to spread. Some of my friends who cu- who are, are also in the media, some of the a lot of people on the uh, social media that are really like diehard fans, and I don't I don't I don't understand. I don't understand why we don't understand that it's nineteen percent of the way through the season. We literally just watched this team last year. Stink offensively for the first half, put it into high gear in the second half, and get into a wild card spot, which this year would put you into a three-game series rather than a one-and-done situation. Now, I don't think that's the goal. I think the goal is to win the division. But it brings me to this topic that I wanted to cross over with, which is uh, it's applicable to conversations about the Blues. It's obviously applicable to the Cardinals. We're going to talk more about that in baseball side next hour. Do, do do we as sports fans ever learn anything? I mean, we, we I feel like we're like emotional children where we 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 have to react instantaneously to what's happening right now as if what's happening right now is what's going to happen forever. Why do we do this? Why are we overreacting about 19% of a season? Now, yeah, the games matter now as much as they're going to matter later. But performance in sports is not linear. By, by When I say that, I mean you're not going to be the same every week, every month, every half of a season. You're going to be hot and cold streaks. You know, we play professional sports regular seasons over six months. NFL's five months, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, we're talking six months. You're not going to be the same, exactly the same in all of those months. Unless you're the rare team 
You know, the 90s Bulls were pretty much always the same. But they're very, those teams are super rare. It's not the norm. It's the exception to the rule. Yet we still do this dumb song and dance where anytime a team has a bad week or a bad couple of games, we're like, how are they ever going to get out of this? Why do they do these stupid things that they do? Why can't they fire this guy? They should fire that guy. They should dump this player. Trade him for a bag of baseballs. Trade him for a bag of pucks. We do this dumb thing every year. And we never learn. Like the 2018-2019 the, the Blues season didn't teach any of us a damn thing. You know, they were the worst team in the league. They fired their coach. They brought in a guy in Craig Bruby that I don't think anybody saw as the long-term solution at that moment. I don't think anybody, and I'm talking about on the outside, I don't know what Doug Armstrong and what Tom Stillman, I don't know what they were thinking. But I don't think anybody on the outside was like, when Ken Hitchcock got fired and Craig Berube got the job, I don't think anybody was like, oh yeah, he's going to be there for the next five, ten years. Because the team was in a terrible place. They were awful. And boy, wouldn't you know it, when when you play out the rest of the schedule, turns out they were pretty good. But even after that, even when you got to the playoffs, I remember the freakouts that were happening when the Blues lost game five at home against the Dallas Stars in the second round of the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. I remember the freakout when they lost two to one and they had only scored three goals in the in the in games four and five combined. And they had to go on the road to Dallas for game six and they were on the verge of elimination. I remember the panic. I remember the well, I guess all that run in the second half wasn't for it was for nothing. Well, then you won game six and you won game seven. I remember the Stanley Cup semifinals. I remember the conference finals against San Jose. Losing game three at home in overtime to the Sharks to go behind 2-1 in the series, and you would have thought that people were just... You, you really you would have thought people were all losing their minds. Season's over. Been, been a good run. This team just doesn't have what it takes. And then we had multiple cases like that, multiple examples of that, in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Bruins, Right? You go down two games to one. You lose your first Stanley Cup Finals home game, seven to two. First Stanley Cup Finals game you played at home in in you know what, forty eight years, forty nine years, whatever it was. And you lose seven to two. You're down in the series. Well, nice knowing you guys. And then and then you had a chance at home, game six at home. You had a chance to win the Stanley Cup. And got beat five to one, and oh, the angst, the sadness, the frustration. All, by the way, legit, given that it's game six of the Stanley Cup finals. And yet you go to Boston for game seven and you win four to one. Why do we not learn from these things? Why do we not learn from 2006 when the Cardinals were an 83 win team? That was picked to lose every single playoff series that they were set up in and yet won the World Series. Why do we not learn from 2011 
when you were nine games out of a playoff spot coming into September and you end up winning the World Series. Why do we always have to have the panic, the freak out, the, oh my God, we need to fire this guy and trade that guy and call up this other dude and you know send this other guy back and he's useless. I would pay to him just to have him not play. Do we ever learn? And I know the answer to that, by the way. That's a rhetorical question. The answer is no, Wheeler. We never learn. We have to be emotional children when we're watching sports. We have to be reactionary. We have to be constantly pissed off. Otherwise, it's not fun. I don't know. I made that last part up. I don't know if that's fun. I don't find that to be fun. I don't find it to be fun to just go on Twitter every time something goes wrong with my team and just be mad. Stupid. I mean, like, like I can't even count how many times in the last few weeks Anything I would tweet about the Cardinals, somebody would jump in there in my mentions and be like, yeah, but Paul DeYoung sucks. Like, okay, what does that have to do with what I was tweeting? Do you just have to get that out? Is it like eating at your brain that if you don't say it, your head's going to explode? Oh, but not, you know, it's the hitting coach. It's not those highly paid professional athletes that have been training their whole lives to do this thing. No, it must be the guy that doesn't swing the bat. It must be the front office. That's it. It's the front office that's the problem. Uh, That's actually likely to be more of a problem because they do put together the roster. But I want to talk about specifically with the Cardinals why you should not be freaking out about the offense. While at the same time, don't interpret this as, oh, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to tell you what the, why, why there's a middle ground between those two things. I'm going to try one more time, one more time to explain for the people in the back what hitting coaches actually do and give you an analogy. We'll get into all that coming up next on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 